0: It's a crossover. I'm J.D. Hernandez, host of Locked On Anaheim Ducks.
1: And I'm Robin Leano, host of Locked On Arizona Coyotes.
0: And this is a crossover on the Locked On Podcast Network.
1: Your Locked On Ducks, your daily podcast on the Anaheim Ducks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.
0: Hi there! Welcome to this crossover edition of Locked On Ducks, Locked On Coyotes. Going to go with that? Yep. Locked On Southwest. I'm Jason J.D. Hernandez, host of Locked On Ducks.
1: And I'm Robin Leonio, host of Locked On Coyotes.
0: And we're just going to shoot the breeze here today. We have really no plan, do we? Nope, not at all. Nope, not at all. So, I'll roll with it, guys. We're just going to have fun with this and go from there
1: hey looking forward to it
0: yeah so right now we're kind of in vacation but first off i'm glad that i'm personally back you know like first week back
1: Mm -hmm. we're glad to have you back yeah like it's like uh a lot of a lot of people a lot of my listeners know that you know i'm a huge fan of of jd he's uh he's a good friend of mine We've done a lot of crossovers together, so to have him back on the network after uh, being off for a little bit, we're yeah. glad to have him.
0: Yeah. <laughs> it was a little scary, folks. So we're just going to chill here and shoot the breeze and anything goes. I guess the the obvious one is talk about our respective teams, I guess, uh-huh. because I know that our teams are supposed to hate each other right now. They're oh, supposed yeah. to. After the last few meetings... Um, Let's just kind of go back in the last few meetings. <laughs> this rivalry has gotten worse and worse, hasn't it, in a way?
1: Oh yeah, I think, I, I think it's just the players. When you have like a, even just a small bit of grudge from whatever happens in the previous game, it, it uh, magnifies every single game if said player hold, holds that grudge, and it gets bigger and bigger and bigger every time they meet. Yeah. and that's what's been going on.
0: Yeah, um, this goes back to the Trevor Ziegris. Now, first off, that was an amazing goal, wasn't it?
1: It was an amazing goal,
0: and that was his second Michigan of the season. Mm-hmm. What did you think when you saw that goal happen? Uh,
1: like I mean, I thought two different things. I think first and foremost, I saw like I was like, "Oh God, here we go!" I like, guess yeah. Trevor Ziegris just, kind of just like showing off against. A team that's not that good. And then I was like... Then the, the other bit of me was just kind of more of like... In some ways, I'm just like... Do we really have to do this now? Do we really have to do this now?
0: Absolutely. Look, I mean, the point of the game is to score as many mm-hmm. goals. The point is to win. Yes. Now, was it a little over the top? At the time, I think it was 3-zip, 4-zip. Yeah, it was a little over the top. But the point is to score goals, so I didn't mind it at all. <laughs> if it was right. like six or seven nothing, I'd be like, "Ooh, like a little apprehensive." But at the time, it was still like anyone's game.
1: Yeah, I mean, it was still like you know, I, I can kind of understand like where the Coyotes were coming from, you know, and how and, and how upset they were and. Essentially, you know, getting into getting into a little bit of a of a scruff there at that moment because there was because like hey look at that in their mind there's like all right you're running up the score by showing off of your skill like this yeah like
0: but <laughs> it was it was a chance to show those skills which I never mind I never mind that and Z is a phenomenal player phenomenal um and then all the other stuff afterwards like we don't want to talk about that too
1: much but oh any of the yeah. off the off I like truly quote off ice stuff uh, stuff that's outside of the players uh, yeah it's, it's that's something that's like yeah. everyone's got their opinion on on that um, we don't really need to touch base on that but because yeah. everyone knows your opinion on it everyone knows I mean again my opinion too yeah but
0: otherwise we're otherwise we're cool guys like I promise <laughs> Um, I gotta go back to the last meeting in Arizona at Mullet Arena Mm -hmm. there was an awful lot of Ducks fans there that came an awful lot was was that a little bit not? I don't know what's the word to use here but it must have been a little sad hearing it that loud for the Ducks fans because they travel like fairly well if it's that close right?
1: That makes sense. You know, I think the interesting the thing about the Mullet Arena, I think that a lot of people had to understand it is, um, yeah, it's a smaller venue, and you and you'd expect the Coyotes to sell out of Coyotes fans every single game. But when the Coyotes were that bad, um, and right now with everything everything going on around them, like it's understandable that there are going to be a lot of away team, like away fans purchasing tickets especially since i met i'm like i meet a lot of ducks fans in the scottsdale like east valley area there are a lot of ducks fans in that area so it just makes sense that they're there yeah they just, especially if they, they can spend the money it's what, over a hundred dollars average per ticket so like they're just like yeah why not it's not it's not 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 that bad for us just
0: to kind of go like personal there's a lot of ducks fans in coachella valley too yeah, I, I see them all the time. I, I see the fans with the Cincinnati Mighty Ducks jerseys, one each, by the way. They they started to kind of migrate east a little bit, but they will stick with their team no matter what.
1: Which is what, when, when one thing is why I couldn't won't be able to wait until their uh, their preseason game in Coachella Valley.
0: Yeah, by the way, that's the other thing. Both of our teams, October first at Ackershire Arena in Coachella Valley. Uh, We know a certain someone that works there, huh?
1: That's that's right, we do. (laughs) Yeah,
0: we do. But we'll talk about that later. Uh, Right now, we're up against it. So we're going to take a brief pause here, and we'll talk about other random stuff, I guess, on the other side. Now let's talk about FanDuel. Yeah, it is our favorite app to use. And, you know, we've seen some of the lines... For the upcoming Stanley Cup Like who's going to win them Oh yeah You have a value pick there don't you
1: I do have a value pick that I, uh, that, that I, put, that I put on uh, It was like 18 to 1 odds on a, yeah. other, another central division team to win, the, to win the Stanley Cup
0: The Dallas Stars I think the Dallas Stars are a little bit high there So maybe if our fans want to make a pick there The Dallas Stars They're a good team then maybe make that bet on FanDuel. They have all the futures there, right? They
1: have all the futures there. Um, you can even pick your division winner. You could do a lot of. You can do a lot with FanDuel. It is uh, it is without a doubt probably my favorite place to bet on sports when on my mobile app.
0: Yeah, and don't forget, you also get, I think two thousand dollars right now back in bonus bets after your first bet if you don't win. So, where should the fine folks go to? you know, check all that out. All
1: you gotta do is go to fanduel.com slash locked on.
0: And once again, 200 bucks back in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. And that is FanDuel, an official sports betting partner of the Locked On Podcast Network. And I say this all the time, please gamble responsibly. I guess we could kind of shoot the breeze here a little bit more, but you know, let's actually do something a little bit different here.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So, you haven't seen this yet. So, I put this out to the people to ask some questions because we didn't know what we we're going to talk about today. All right. So, <laughs> this one comes from Seth Topol. So, Lock and Wild. So, thanks, Seth, for giving us this question. This is a good one. Which young player prospect? Are each of you looking forward to getting to the NHL level the most? That's a good question. That's a great question. That's a good one. Um, I'll lead off with this one. I think the prospect I'm looking forward to the most, it, it has to be Leo Carlson right now. It was going to be McTavish, but McTavish is now in the league. And I can't wait to see what Carlson does. I think he might be one of the most dynamic players in this year's draft. Certainly one of the fastest. Right, Great shot. And he even he endears himself to the crowd a little bit. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if you've watched Leo Carlson's interviews. He has a big stutter. Like he has a bit of a stutter. But he owns it. He owns it absolutely. And already I could see some of the fans go, you know what? Like he is unabashedly himself. And I love it but never mind the personal stuff, he's fast. He's going to skate circles around some of the <laughs> defend, defense that are 30 so- You You know where I'm going. There. Yes. I, know. I don't want to say it without saying it. Yep. He could skate circles around former Anaheim Duck, Kevin Jack Kirk, for sure. So Leo is who I'm looking forward to the most. I know there's a ton of other prospects that I could list out there, but Leo the most – and also I'm looking forward to seeing what uh, Pavel Mentiakov can do when he comes over and Tristan Luno who thrived in the Quebec League this past season, I want to see what Luno does yes I know, and Pasterjav as well, obviously uh, Pasterjav, I want to see in a Ducks jersey at some point, or a Goals jersey so, but number one Leo
1: those are pretty good Uh, I'm going to say like you know Leo Carlson, obviously, like that's he was a, he was pretty high up in the uh, in this last draft, so it makes it makes sense. Yeah, um, but for Arizona, though, I think the top pick for me, I think, shouldn't surprise anybody who follows the Arizona Coyotes. He has been named um, the uh, the top prospect currently not in the NHL. He just he did just sign his contract, but the top prospect currently not in the NHL. In Logan Cooley. Ooh, sorry, i got
0: a cold down here. <laughs> I knew where you were going.
1: <laughs> Logan Cooley is... Oh, like, he, if he, you got a chance to watch him at all during the Frozen Four, up, leading out to the Frozen Four championship, he played phenomenally. He played really good for um, for University of Minnesota. Shortly after the election, Logan Cooley k- kind of was asked about, you know, where he's going to go and what his decision was going to be. He decided, you know what, I'm going to play another season back at college, back at Minnesota. Yeah. None of us blamed him for that None of us, because were, we're just like, okay, we understand where the Coyotes are right now But we get we get that But after everything's happened the last two months or so uh, You know, with all the signings that they've got they got in, you know, bringing in Jason Zucker, bringing in Alex Kerfurt Bringing in, you know, a lot of pretty decent, you know, debt players You know, actual role players that like the Coyotes can get a competitive team out there Clayton Keller just came up to Logan Cool. He's like, hey, you know what? I think you might want to play for us this year. Absolutely, and now I just, now now that that ELC is officially signed, I could not be more excited. Like, holy crap! Like, he, he's going to be so good. He's going to be unbelievable playing for the Arizona Coyotes.
0: I agree a thousand percent. Um, considering all the other prospects that you have, like I knew, I knew that'd be number one. Is there a couple others on that list? Because I listed like four. There are a couple others that are like two and three.
1: Um. You know, I'm really looking forward to Maximilian Super. Um, I feel like he actually is going to be NHL ready. He's not going to be like he's not going to absolutely stun you, but I feel like he's going to be like that. You know, going to be a perfect like role player for the Coyotes. I feel like he is NHL ready. After I got a chance to watch him at Prospect Camp of you know just at the beginning of last month, uh-huh. now he was uh, he was pretty he was, he was pretty fun to watch. Um, after. I would say again after interviewing with uh, with Will Scouche about um, their their just their recent top pick in this previous draft, uh, I I gotta say like no matter how many people think that, that it was a reach, I feel like that's a good that you know like that's gonna, like go two three years down the road when he comes comes from uh, comes over from Russia, I really feel like Dmitry Shmaishev is going to be. A pretty fun player to watch. He's got, I mean, like, the Coyotes need defensemen, too. Yes. That's, that's first and foremost. So stable. do
0: the Ducks. That's why I answer Tristan Luno.
1: Yep. So, I feel like Shemeshev is actually going to be really good. Like, um, you know, if you look at, if you got a chance to watch him at all, like, you know he's going to be good. Yeah, his NHL E is terrible. But yeah. you don't trust that.
0: <laughs> like, I think he'll wind up in Tucson first. Mm-hmm. For a little bit. I mean, good luck to me saying that name, by the way. <laughs> oh, I'm so looking forward to that. Why do y'all have such a weird last names for me to announce? Come I mean,
1: Simashev isn't that difficult.
0: No, there's there's some worse ones. Uh, Kolyachonok.
1: Oh yes, Kolyachonok. That. Uh, I, I I took me a while to, to get that one down. So.
0: And I'm a professional PA announcer. <laughs> it took me a second. I was like, Kolya. Like I actually had to break down everything. Correctly,
1: I think when I when I first saw him come in, I I said Koyachanuk.
0: I did the same thing, same exact thing. So <laughs> I'm going to make this question its own segment because there's a lot I could do with this question. So what we're gonna do is we're gonna head to a second intermission, and you know we're gonna you know give a little shout out here. So we'll talk a little bit more after this. Stay locked in. Now a word from. A new sponsor and I'm wearing this right now bird dogs bird dogs are by the way extremely comfortable I'm wearing bird dogs right now um, I got the gray ones and they have an amazing built-in liner I'm a runner you, you know I love yeah. jogging and marathon and stuff and I'm a fan of the built-in liners they're super comfortable and I, I, I think they're just like you know like air wicking is cool especially in this environment you need something that'll keep you cool.
1: Oh, over here in the Southwest, it, it gets really hot. And yeah, you definitely want something to keep you cool.
0: Yeah, and I don't like those boxy shorts either. I want something that actually like fits well and, you know, doesn't bunch up. And, you know, that's kind of what bird dogs are. So if you want to check out bird dogs for yourself, head to birddogs.com slash locked on, I believe. It's locked on, locked on NHL.
1: Believe it... I believe it's locked on NHL. That's what I thought. Yeah. So
0: birddogs.com slash locked on NHL to get your discount on Bird Dogs, most comfortable shorts ever. So check them out. So <laughs> I'm gonna have fun with this one. So oh, this boy. this was asked, so this was asked by Trey Matthews, and this got an answer. Oh god. So, first, Trey Matthews wants us to argue this. Who has a better chance of winning the Stanley Cup in five years? The Coyotes or the Ducks? (laughs) But we got an answer to this question from our very own co hosts of Locked on Flyers, Sportsology. You know, oh, great.
1: um, I love that.
0: Yeah, you you know what he said? Ducks. (laughs) One word. So, you know, thanks for Mm. answering the question for me there. Love you, buddy. (laughs) So, you disagree there. Yeah. (laughs) I'm going to agree with that. I think the best chances in five years could be the Ducks. Especially now that they just signed someone long-term in Troy Terry. Yeah, I could see the Ducks steadily making their way. They were kind of on their way before. Think back to the end of 2021 The Ducks were in first place Oh my god The Ducks were in first place I was excited Then the All-Star break happened And then the COVID break happened Remember the COVID break? Yep Remember when everything stopped? And that's when it went south for the Ducks They have the talent there Like they have the young talent I know the Coyotes do too but the ducks also have some veteran talent there as well, so I'm going to go with the ducks on this one, with the better chance in five years, and I think at least one colleague for a green on that one. So, Robin, I know what you're going to say, so go ahead and defend your team, but I I am going ducks on this one.
1: I mean, look, the the the, the Arizona Coyotes are progressively getting better every year you look at Clayton Keller and his trajectory in the last couple years he has easily become like you know the cornerstone of the Arizona Coyotes can easily be I believe a 40 goal scorer in in this upcoming um, in this upcoming season so and he's only getting better and he's only getting better he's on a pretty good contract The Coyotes have no intention of moving him you move you, you build players around him you build players around him. like Lawson Kraus. I think he's got, you know, he, he's he's been a great power forward. He kind of gets in, get, gets in there when you need to. Barrett Hayton has really improved over the last couple of years. He has, I'll admit that. Um, and you bring in the prospects. Logan Cooley is um, is without a doubt going to be a massive massive contributor. Um, Dylan Gunther, another massive contributor. We saw b- bits of him in this last season. Uh, it's, I really think that they're actually going to be making the moves. Uh, you know, I can go ahead and make the, uh, you know, not make the, not really prediction, but, you know, let's say the hypothetical, because it's... Okay. Uh, I'm going to do a hyp just, just a hypothetical. It's, again, like, it's not, I'm not saying it is going to happen. It's a hypothetical. It's a tinfoil hat moment for me. Okay. But, you know, <laughs> you know, with the trajectory direct of them getting better, let's say, in the next, you know, in the next year or over this year like, that they look, they look good... You could very, they could very well entice, you know, a kid that's born, raised—not born, but raised here in Scottsdale and Austin Matthews to come back, come back and play for Arizona. I think that can definitely tip the scales in that direct in their direction a lot more. Um, what, that, that, at that point, center depth is just unbelievable. Um, they just have couple couple things they have to get get going together. But I really feel like Bill Armstrong is making all the right moves to make this team a, uh, a playoff worthy to stand the cup contention and I believe I do think like within the next not just five years but like yeah I'd say about five years is pretty is, is pretty comfortable
0: this is a good question kind of in that same remark you know asking uh, which GM do you think has done a better job which new GM has done a better job for both our teams because we both have somewhat new Gen managers right that's true All right, I'll let you take the lead on this one
1: you know, I still I feel like it's still really hard to really like get a full judgment on Bill Armstrong, but I feel like so far he has made all the right moves. I feel like he has done an, a phenomenal job for what he's been given. Um, the John Shaka era, Leos and the Arizona Coyotes, was a was a practical disaster. I mean, they looked like they're going to be an understatement. It. I mean, look they they traded for Taylor Hall when it was a not the right move to make at the time, and I'm like, all right. Just, just just, scrap that completely and restart. I'm glad Bill Armstrong's making, like literally blew the team up from the ground up rebuild and has been doing all the right things. Make fun of it, make fun of him as you will for taking those dead contracts and whatever it is but, yeah, they have like, we have like one or two in the next year or two but they're done taking those on. From my understanding, he is done taking those on and is now there. and is now going towards just let's build players that can help us now, and not not, not necessarily long contracts, right? He's not right. trying to do like hey, let's go let's sign this free agent to an eight year seven year contract just because we can. Um, that's not what he's doing. Why he's, did you
0: choose that number? And I'll get to my
1: answer in a <laughs> second. <laughs> but it's it's just the point I'm making is saying that you know. He's bringing in players that could probably help in the short term, maybe even help build up draft, ca- draft capital or other kind of just capital in general. He's making all the right moves, and I feel like he's done a phenomenal job doing that. This is a
0: funny question, because, you know, up until today, really, fans were starting to question some of the moves that GM Pafferbeek was making, you know, questioning the draft a little bit. Obviously, the big question, why not take Adam Fantilli with the number two pick? with Leo Carlson. And at least we got an explanation as to why. And I get the reasoning. I get that he makes a better fit. Um, I do feel that there was a little bit left on the table in the second round. Right. Because you had some good picks fall in your lap this year. And I feel like the Ducks could have done a little bit better job with their three-second round picks. Not that I wasn't completely underwhelmed, but nothing got me... Super, super excited about it, you know? Yeah. So, and I I saw you go with the seven years, you know? That was a contract that had to be done.
1: Yeah, I get it.
0: Because, you know, you need to lock away one of your cornerstone players, you know, Troy Terry. And this will be another topic, you know, Trevor Zegras. He needs to be long-term. You got to sign him seven, eight. Maybe even, well, I guess eight years, right? So... As of right now, I still think that Verbeek is doing a pretty good job, but there's still a little bit left on the table that I want to see develop this year. Plus, we got to see what the deals are going to be for Z and Drysdale.
1: Yeah, those are still things that still have to be put in the question. You know, I think the big thing for me is, you know, one of the big things for GMS that is they can be heavily overlooked. And I think it's oh, yeah. really impo- a really important thing is, you know, like, it's like, oh, why couldn't you sign this player? Why didn't you do this? Why didn't you draft this player? Most important thing is, uh, I think, uh, for a GM to not just look at their talent, but also look at their, uh, to am looking forward, just like their personality, their, their ego, their just overall, you know, the overall, like, feeling on playing for a certain team. Right. You know, and... And in the case for... And I'll go, go back to Bill Armstrong. Case for Bill Armstrong. He's actually out looking for players who want to be in Arizona. Um,
0: Can I make a reference here? Shane Wright.
1: <laughs> exactly. Right? Because, like... Like, yeah, sure, the Coyotes could have drafted Shane Wright. But what, what, what good would that have done? What, what good would that have done? And it would have been nothing. Because he said, like, yeah, there's no way I'm going to play. It's the same thing why everyone was asking why I'd pick Michkov... I and mean, why not why not pick Mitch Pog and you pick Shimashev instead? Because Mitchkov said straight up, don't draft me. Yeah. Like that's that's the thing, is like and you just saw how excited um, like Logan Cooley was when he was drafted, how excited uh, uh Shimashev was this last year, yeah. and Connor Geeky the like all I, these guys. And I bring up Shane right
0: for the obvious reason for both of us. You know, like yep. I, I got to see him on a daily basis at Coachella Valley. He wants to play in Seattle. Exactly. But it was kind of weird after this season saying, like, you know what? Like, I didn't expect Coachella to be like this. Like, he didn't expect to be so beloved right? in Palm Desert. And he's like, you know what? Like, good thing I was drafted by Seattle. But who, who knew? Who knew that he would – I'm, I'm going to say this to kind of twist the knife a little bit. Who knew that he could love playing for a team in the desert? Who knew? <laughs> Proved them wrong there.
1: Uh, do love that. Even I had, to, it's, do it. I it's had only, to do it. Even though it's about a, what, a four hour drive?
0: I, I, had, to, I had to do it.
1: So <laughs> we
0: actually have more, so here's what we're going to do, because we're up against it. We're going to continue this. We're going to have more content.
1: Yay! Yay,
0: love it. So let's do a quick outro, where can the fine folks find you and all your stuff?
1: Yeah, you can go ahead and find us um, on everywhere you get your podcasts, on Apple, on Google, Spotify, also on the uh, SiriusXM XM radio app. Just gotta search up, Locked on Coyotes. On social media we're on Facebook, facebook.com slash Locked on Coyotes. And on uh, Twitter, now called X, for some reason, um, which is uh, at LO underscore Coyotes. Uh, I'm personally at Robin underscore leonio.
0: Do not call it X, folks. <laughs> First off, it is still called The Pond. It's still called Sears Hour. No one cares about that. But it's still called The Pond. And it's still called Twitter. Anyway, you can find my podcast on Locked on Anaheim Ducks, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, SiriusXM, etc., etc. I'm on Twitter, at StimpyJD. And the show's Twitter is at LO underscore Ducks. And the email address is locked on Ducks at gmail.com. We'll be back for more. Yeah, so, you know, Robin, Jason, we'll see you later, and
1: do your outro. And don't forget to howl on.
0: And ducks fly together.